a look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Good evening and welcome to another evening of Behind the Orange Curtain, a show that explores music that came from here to influence the rest of the world and music that made it to Orange County from around the world to influence those of us who lived here during the 80s. Tonight's episode will be a second part of a series focused on the second British invasion. I originally said that this was a two-part series, but due to the sheer volume of UK artists during this time, we'll have to make it a three-part series. The second British invasion consisted of music acts from the United Kingdom that became popular in the United States during the early to mid-1980s, primarily due to the cable music channel MTV. The term derives from the similar British invasion of the U.S. in the 1960s. Last week, we started the episode with key artists that set the table for the second British invasion. Artists like The Police, Elvis Costello, Joe Jackson, The Pretenders, and Susie and the Banshees. We then started with 1980 to 1981 and left off at the beginning of 1982. Tonight, we'll cover 1982, the golden year in 1983, and next week, we'll close out with the 1984 and part of 1985. Again, my disclaimer for this show is that I won't be able to play everything, and I won't always play the hit song from the band, but songs that influenced me. It's time to pull back the curtain and continue our journey through the second British invasion. Thomas Morgan Robertson, born October 14, 1958, known by the stage name Thomas Dolby. An English musician, producer, entrepreneur, and teacher, he came to prominence in the 1980s, releasing hit singles including She Blinded Me With Science in 1982 and Hyperactive in 1984. He has also worked in production as a session musician. In the 1990s, he founded a Silicon Valley sound technology company, Beatnik, whose technology was used to create the Nokia tune. On faculty at the Peabody Institute at Johns Hopkins University, he's been there since 2014, Dolby leads Peabody's music for new media program. The song featured tonight is Europa and the Pirate Twins from his 1982 album, The Golden Age of Wireless. The song, described as a synth pop classic, was inspired by the atmosphere of World War II and features a guest appearance by XTC's Andy Partridge with a bluesy harmonica solo. The song makes use of electronic drums and features a high register synthesizer line throughout. The song's main musical hook is a Bo Diddley beat, a repetitive rhythm common in several music genres. The song debuted in the United States and reached a peak position of 37 on the Billboard Rock Chart in 1982. Here is Europa and the Pirate Twins by Thomas Dolby.
English synth pop band formed in Sheffield in 1977. Initially an experimental electronic outfit, the group signed to Virgin Records in 1979 and later attained widespread commercial success with their third album, Dare, in 1981. The album contained four hit singles, including the UK slash US number one hit, Don't You Want Me Baby. Of course, we're talking about the Human League. The band received the Brit Award for Best British Breakthrough Act in 1982. Further hits followed in the 1980s and into the 1990s, including Mirror Man, Keep Feeling Fascination, The Lebanon, Human, and Tell Me When. The only constant band member since 1977 has been the lead singer and songwriter Philip Oakey. Keyboard players Martin Ware and Ian Craig Marsh both left the band in 1980 to form Heaven 17. Under Oki's leadership, the Human League then evolved into a commercial success, the new lineup including female vocalists Joanne Catherall and Susan Sully. Since the mid-1990s, the band has essentially been the trio of Oki, Catherall, and Sully with various sidemen. And now let's hear Don't You Want Me Baby by the Human League. Shoot you out. 
another English band formed in 1981, led by Mark Hollis on lead vocals, guitar and piano, Lee Harris on drums, and Paul Webb on bass. The group achieved early chart success with synth-pop singles like Talk Talk in 1982 and It's My Life and Such a Shame, both from 1984. In their early years, they were often compared with Duran Duran. In addition to a band name consisting of a repeated word, the two shared a Roxy Music-inspired musical direction, as well as the same record label, EMI, and producer Colin Thurston. The band also supported Duran Duran on tour in late 1981. My favorite image was seeing this video play, where the words would come up, Talk Talk, by Talk Talk, the album Talk Talk. Let's listen to it now. Here's Talk Talk. Make me think 
in a northwest town in Surrey, England. In 1972, another band was forming. The lineup was fluid at this stage, consisting of Paul Weller on bass and lead vocals, together with various friends at Shearwater Secondary School. They played their first gigs at Michael's, a local pub. The lineup began to solidify in the mid-1970s with Weller, guitarist, vocalist Steve Brooks, and drummer Rick Butler. In their early years, their sets consisted of covers of early American rock and roll songs, the likes of Chuck Berry and Little Richard. The band drew upon a variety of stylistic influences over the course of their career, including 1960s beat music, soul, rhythm and blues, and psychedelic rock, as well as the 1970s punk and new wave. The trio were known for their melodic pop songs, their distinctly English flavor, and their mod image. The band launched the career of Paul Weller, who went on to form the Style Council, and later had a successful solo career. Here is The Jam, A Town Called Malice.
1980 in Beckenham, London, another British new wave group formed by Nick Hayward and Les Names. In 1981 and 1982, the band had four UK top 10 singles, Favorite Shirts, or as we know it, Boy Meets Girl, Love Plus One, Nobody's Fool, and Fantastic Day. Nick Hayward and Les Names had been in several bands together since 1977. They were first known as Rugby, and then as The Boat Party, and then Captain Pennyworth, and lastly, as Moving England, before finally becoming Haircut 100. By this time, Hayward and Neems had met guitarist Graham Jones, and the three were joined by drummer Patrick Hunt, and Phil Smith played saxophone, and they added percussionist Mark Fox. The group was signed to Arista Records in 1981. They entered Chalk Farm's Roundhouse Studios to record their debut single, Favorite Shirts, which became their first hit, reaching number four in the UK singles chart, and resulted in their first appearance on BBC's television, Top of the Pops, in 1981. Their second single, Love Plus One, was released in January of 1982 and gave the band their second UK Top 10 hit. The album Pelican West was released in February, reaching number two in the UK Albums Chart. The band became internationally famous and toured the globe. Love Plus One reached the US Top 40, and they secured further UK Top 10 hits in 1982 with the singles Fantastic Day and Nobody's Fool. But for now, let's hear Haircut 100 and Love Plus One.
now let's hop over to Scotland. This band formed in Glasgow in 1977. They released a string of hit singles, becoming best known internationally for their 1985 hit, Don't You Forget About Me, from the soundtrack from the film The Breakfast Club. Their other prominent hit singles include Alive and Kicking and Belfast Child, a UK number one hit. They have achieved five UK album chart number one albums and have sold more than 60 million albums in total. They were the most commercially successful Scottish band of the 1980s. Let's hear Promised You a Miracle by Simple Minds. Break wondering 
In Sheffield, England, in 1980, an English pop band emerged. The classic lineup consisted of lead singer Martin Fry, guitarist and keyboardist Mark White, saxophonist Stephen Singleton, and drummer David Palmer. We're talking about ABC. They were developed from an earlier band called Vice Versa. ABC achieved 10 UK and 5 US Top 40 singles between 1981 and 1990, and their 1982 debut album, The Lexicon of Love, was a number one UK hit. Their early 1980s success in the US saw them associated with the second British invasion, and the song Look of Love was frequently played on MTV. The music video for the song, taped on a soundstage, was influenced by the old British music hall, the chalk pavement sequence in the film, Mary Poppins, carnival sideshows and punch and Judy puppet shows, the four band members were featured wearing Edwardian-style light suits with vertical pastel stripes, accompanied by many colorful extras, including a Charlie Chaplin impersonator and cameos from the producer Trevor Horn and music promoter and journalist Paul Morley. The video vaguely pays homage to the ballet sequence from An American in Paris. From their debut studio album, The Lexicon of Love, the band's highest charting hit in the UK peaked at number four on the UK singles chart. Here is ABC and Look of Love. Slept you out on the 
over to Scotland. This band formed in 1981. It was a five-piece band. The lead singer, Adamson, had asked bassist Dave Allen from Gang of Four to join the band, but he declined. We're talking about Big Country. They had an album called The Crossing. It hit in the United States, reaching the top 20 in the Billboard 200, powered by the song In a Big Country, their only U.S. top 40 hit single. The song featured heavily engineered guitar playing strongly reminiscent of bagpipes. Adamson and fellow guitarist Watson achieved this through the use of the MXR Pitch Transposer 129 guitar effect. Also contributing to the band's unique sound was the use of the e-bow, a device which allows a guitar to sound more like strings or synthesizer. The Crossing sold over a million copies in the UK and obtained gold record status which is sales over 500,000, in the U.S. The band performed at the Grammy Awards and on Saturday Night Live. The height of the band's popularity was in the early to mid-1980s, although it has retained a cult following for many years since. Let's hear that song, A Big Country. Shut up!
Another band formed in London in 1981 was comprised of Boy George on lead vocals, Roy Hay, guitar and keyboards, Mikey Craig on bass guitar, and John Moss, drums and percussion. They are considered to be one of the most representative and influential groups of the 1980s. Led by the singer and frontman Boy George, whose androgynous style of dressing caught the attention of the public and the media in the early 1980s, the band has sold over 50 million records worldwide. Church of the Poison Mind is a 1983 hit single by the Culture Club. It was released as the lead single from their second and most successful album, Color by Numbers. The song reached number two in the United Kingdom, being kept out of the top spot by David Bowie's Let's Dance. It was also the band's fourth top 10 hit in the United States and Canada. In an interview in Rolling Stone in 1984, Bob Dylan, when asked if he belonged to any church, joked and adhered to the Church of the Poison Mind. Let's hear it now from the Culture Club.
Here's a band that formed in one of my favorite cities in England, Bath, in 1981. Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith founded the band Tears for Fears. This was after the dissolution of their first band, the mod-influenced Graduate. Tears for Fears was initially associated with the new wave synthesizer bands of the early 1980s. Later, the band branched out into mainstream rock and pop and attained international chart success. The band's debut album, The Hurting, in 1983, reached number one on the UK Albums Chart. The second album, Songs from the Big Chair, in 1985, reached number one on the US Billboard 200, achieving multi-platinum status at both the UK and in the US. Songs from the Big Chair contained two Billboard Hot 100 number one hits, Shout and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. The latter song won the Brit Award for Best British Single in 1986. The band achieved their first taste of success with their third single, Mad World, which reached number three in the UK November of 1982. Their first album, The Hurting, was released in March of 1983. For this album and the next, keyboardist and composer Ian Stanley and the drummer Manny Elias were considered full band members, though Smith and Orzabal were still essentially the front men and the public faces of the band. Here is Mad World from Tears for Fears. No 
College friends, Cy Kernan on vocals and Adam Woods on drums, formed a group in London in 1979. Initially calling themselves Portraits, the pair placed an ad for additional members and recruited keyboardist Rupert Greenall and guitarist Tony McGrail and bassist Russell McKenzie, later to be replaced by Charlie Barrett. They released two singles, and in late 1980, McGrail left, and they added guitarist Jamie West Orham and changed their name to The Fix. Reach the Beach became the group's most commercially successful album and was certified platinum by the RIAA on January 5, 1984. Two singles cracked the U.S. Top 40, Saved by Zero and One Thing Leads to Another. Let's listen to it now. By the fix, here's One Thing Leads to Another.
Formed in Liverpool in 1978, this original lineup consisted of vocalist Ian McCullough, guitarist Will Sargent, and bassist Les Pattinson. By 1980, Pete DeFritis joined the band as the drummer. In 1982, this band, Echo and the Bunnymen, achieved their first significant UK single with The Back of Love, which consequently I did for air guitar my senior year of high school in 1987. In July of 1982, they performed at the first WOMAD Festival. This was followed in early 1983 with their first top 10, the more radio-friendly The Cutter, which climbed to number 8. The album hit number 2 on the charts. Then they released singles Never Stop, which hit number 15, and The Killing Moon, which became the band's second UK top 10 single at number 9. But let me throw you a curveball and play something that didn't chart, but is one of my favorite songs. Here is Do It Clean by Echo and the Bunnymen. previously in a band called The Tourists, a band which broke up in 1980. 
I Only Want to Be With You was a top 10 hit in Australia and reached number 83 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. They toured extensively in the U.K. and abroad, including support for Roxy Music on their 1979 Manifesto tour. The group disbanded in late 1980. It was later in a hotel in Wagga Wagga, Australia, while playing around with a portable mini synthesizer, that Lennox and Stewart decided to become a duo, calling themselves the Eurythmics. Eurythmics is a developmental approach used to teach music to students that Lennox had encountered as a child. The duo signed to RCA Records. At this time, Lennox and Stewart had just split up as a couple. The Eurythmics commercial breakthrough came with their second album, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. It released in January of 1983. The successful title track featured a dark and powerful sequence synth bass line and a dramatic video that introduced the now orange crew cut, Lennox, to audiences. The song reached number two in the UK singles chart, becoming one of the year's biggest sellers, and later topped the US Billboard Hot 100. The band's fortunes changed immensely from this moment on, and Lennox quickly became a pop icon, gracing covers of numerous magazines, including Rolling Stone. Their previous single, Love is a Stranger, was also released and became another chart success. The video for the song saw Lennox in many different character guises, a concept that she would employ in various subsequent videos. Here is Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics.
This next band formed in London in 1979. The band were a duo for most of their career, composed of Neil Arthur on vocals and Stephen Luscombe on keyboards. They came to prominence in the early 1980s, releasing four singles that entered the top 20 charts in the UK, such as Living on the Ceiling, Waves, Blind Vision, and Don't Tell Me. They released three albums during that decade, Happy Families in 1982, Mange Tout in 1984, and Believe You Me in 1985. The duo released their first EP, Irene and Mavis, the following year, but their first real exposure came through the track Sad Day on some bizarre album compilation alongside acts such as Soft Cell and Depeche Mode. This led them to signing a recording contract with London Records. The group's name derived from that of a dessert by the same name. The duo found minor success with their 1982 double-A-sided single, God's Kitchen, and I've Seen the World, which peaked at number 65 in the UK. It was followed by Feel Me, which peaked at number 46. Later that year, they broke through with Living on the Ceiling, which reached number 7 on the UK singles chart. It was an international hit, and here it is now. Don't turn your back on me 
This next alternative English rock band was named after a 1960s short story, The Day the Icicle Works Closed, by science fiction author Frederick Pohl. Led by singer-songwriter Ian McNabb, the band released five albums from 1984 to 1990 before breaking up in 1991. McNabb later convened a revised lineup of the band in 2006 to play live shows. This revised Icicle Works lineup still plays sporadic live dates today. The band was founded in Liverpool in 1980 when bassist Chris Leahy answered an advertisement for a musical collaborator placed by 20-year-old Ian McNabb. The two got together and started writing. They quickly added drummer Chris Sharoke and began playing live shows as the Icicle Works. In 1981, the band recorded a six-song independently released cassette entitled Ascending. In 1982, they released an independent single, Nirvana, which made it to number 15 on the UK indie chart. The following year, the Icicle Works were signed to Beggar's Banquet label, who issued a single, Birds Fly, or Whisper to a Scream, on their subsidiary label, Situation 2. In July of 1986, the Icicle Works had a UK chart hit with the almost punk-sounding Understanding Jane, which peaked at number 52. The song was later covered by the Wild Hearts on their 2008 covers album, Stop Us If You Heard It Before, Volume 1. Here is Icicle Works, Whisper to a Scream.
Next up, an English rock band formed in 1980 by vocalist and guitarist Bernard Sumner. Bassist Peter Hook. Drummer Stephen Morris. The band formed after the demise of Joy Division, following the suicide of lead singer Ian Curtis. They were joined by keyboard player Gilbert later that year. New Order's integration of post-punk with electronic and dance music made them one of the most acclaimed and influential bands of the 1980s. They were the flagship band for Manchester-based independent record label Factory Records and its nightclub, The Hacienda, and worked in long-term collaboration with graphic designer Pete Seville. While the band's early years were overshadowed by the legacy of Joy Division, their experience of the early 1980s New York club scene saw them increasingly incorporate dance rhythms and electronic instrumentation into their work. Their 1983 hit Blue Monday became the best-selling 12-inch single of all time and a popular club track. In the 1980s, they released successful albums such as Power and Corruption and Lies, in 1983, Technique in 1989, and the singles compilation Substance in 1987. They disbanded in 1993 to work on individual products before reuniting in 1998. In doing this episode, I realized how many songs actually had harmonica in it. So let's keep that vibe going and play Love Vigilantes by New Order.
1977, the original Thompson Twins lineup consisted of Tom Bailey on bass and vocals, Pete Dodd on guitar and vocals, John Rug on guitar, and John Podgorski, known as Pod, on the drums. Dodd and Rug first met when they were both 13 years old. Arriving in London with very little money, they lived as squatters in Lillyshaw Road, London. Future Thompson Twins member Alana Curry from Auckland, New Zealand, lived in another squad on the same street which is how she met Bailey. It was in this ramshackle and run-down house that they found an illegal way of borrowing electricity from the house next door. Bailey described themselves laughingly as spongers back then, and they were living on very little and scavenging everything that they could get their hands on. He also said in an interview that the only instruments they had had been stolen or borrowed. Dodd managed to get a council flat or public housing not far away. Their roadie at the time was John Hade, who lived in the same house and later became their manager. Pod decided to stay in the North, and the group auditioned drummers. After the success of their 1980 single, In the Name of Love, they decided to downsize and become a core band of three. The band broke into the UK singles chart and the US Billboard Hot 100 chart at the beginning of 1983 with Lies and Love on Your Side which became the band's first UK top 10 single. Right now, let's hear Lies by the Thompson Twins. Snapped in two Words are made to bend Bigger, better Some stolen from Japan Collected from around the 
duo who came to prominence in the early 1980s. The duo consisted of vocalist Mark Almond and instrumentalist David Ball. The band is primarily known for their 1981 hit version of Tainted Love and their platinum-selling debut album, Nonstop Erotic Cabaret. In the United Kingdom, Soft Cell had 12 top 40 hits, including Tainted Love at number one, Torch at number two, Say Hello, Wave Goodbye, and What, both hit number three, and Bedsitter hit number four. They also had four top 20 albums between 1981 and 1984. In 1984, the duo split. However, they reformed in 2001 to tour and release a new album and held a final reunion concert in London in 2018. Soft Cell songs have been covered by various artists, including David Gray, Marilyn Manson, Coil, and Nine Inch Nails. Their track, Memorabilia, earned recognition for the band as pioneers of the synth-oriented techno genre. The duo have sold 10 million records worldwide. Here is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Can't sleep. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the close of the show when we go to Crandall's Crucial Cut. This week's Crucial Cut is a band that began rehearsing in the lead singer's front family room, but they were soon banished because of the noise. The band was initially called RKO, then Radio. They later vacillated between calling themselves the Europeans and the Psychedelic Furs playing gigs under both names before permanently settling in on the latter. The word psychedelic was chosen to separate the band from punk rockers who ostentatiously scorned the legacy of 1960s rock music. By the mid-1980s, the band had become a staple in both U.S. college radio and modern rock radio stations. Simultaneously, they were experiencing consistent mainstream success, placing several singles in the charts on both sides of the Atlantic. Still, according to biographer Dave Thompson, they would have more impact on future musicians than they ever did in the marketplace. 
1986, the band recorded a new version of Pretty in Pink for the soundtrack of the film of the same name. Released as a single, it became their biggest hit to date in the U.S. and their biggest hit in the U.K. Tonight, we're going to play one of my favorites, and we're going to end the evening with Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. And so until next week, good night and so long, and we'll see you next week here on Behind the Orange Curtain.
Orange Curtain, a look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What is the future for the young generation? Keep your radios.